What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Boys Podcast, episode 24. And, yeah, the four of us, which, yeah, that lasted all of about a week. Like We it, did good. We did good. But, hey, I mean, so but, I mean, we're here, so that's all that matters. They'll be back. Um, exactly. They won't hear their predictions, obviously, but um, both of Delby and Buddha's predictions will be up on the Instagram page, which is at Boys the Podcast, shameless self-promotion. Even though it's going to be at the end of the YouTube video like it is every single week. If only we actually made money. <laughs> Facts. Um, Wildcard Weekend is in the books. Nothing really surprising. Maybe the Rams, but outside of that, kind of went as expected. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing to really kind of, as far as the Wildcard winners... Go, I mean, the Saints was not surprising. The Bucks was not surprising. The Ravens maybe beating the Titans, but I kind of saw that coming anyway. Uh, the Bills escaping against the Indianapolis Colts. Let's call that what and, it is. And the Steelers coming out shitting the bed. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, the Browns absolutely. <laughs> the Browns and Stone Cold turns opening up a can of whoop-ass on Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Rams, Hopefully driving that man into retirement. The Rams beating the Seahawks. Let's not waste any more time, and let's start with what the AFC matchup. The two-seeded Buffalo Bills, after their win over the Indianapolis Colts, and I say win lightly because the Colts literally were had every opportunity to win that game and still couldn't get the job done because Phillip Rivers is a... He's an ass cheek. Please retire. <laughs> and they will be hosting the six seed Baltimore Ravens. Um, yeah, or the four. yes, yeah, the Baltimore Ravens who beat the Tennessee Titans and probably what is the best new rivalry in the NFL? Great. Uh, you can go first, Buffalo, Baltimore. Buffalo got Buffalo winning thirty to twenty four. I think if this game is in Baltimore, Baltimore wins. Um, this is actually a first ever meeting in the playoffs between these two teams. They've never met in the playoffs. They've haven't met a lot generally. They've only met nine previous times, and the Ravens have won six of them. Um, I get the really big story here is going to be the battle between the two of the twenty eighteen quarterbacks, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Lamar was taken at 32 overall. Josh Allen was 10? Something around there? 8 to 10? Somewhere in that Something range? Something like that? Um, but as far as the game goes, the Buffalo Bills are the better team. But the Baltimore Ravens are red hot. I agree. Um, there is some impending weather in Buffalo. It's supposed to be like 15, 20 degrees and a 50% chance of snow. Which I think actually benefits the Ravens more. Because the Ravens love to run the football. Well, yeah, they got a running back playing quarterback. Yes, they do. But they also have J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. And they average yeah. like 200 yards a game rushing. Yes, um, they do. That might end up hurting the Bills, because the Bills don't really have a lead running back. They're kind of a running back by committee. 
brought in Devonta Freeman off the streets to their practice squad but because Zach Moss is lost for the playoffs. Josh Allen has been exceptional. Stephon Diggs has been exceptional. Stephon Diggs, Stephon Diggs against Marlon Humphrey is going to be a great matchup to watch. Probably the second best wide receiver corner matchup in, the, in round two of the playoffs. Obviously, the first one we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, if I got to make a prediction, I think Baltimore wins this game. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. Um, and I'm not Buddha. I actually like the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen is very good. Um, I think they're a great team. They're well coached. I just think with the way the Ravens are playing right now, they're going to be hard to beat. I've got the Ravens by four, 24 to 20. The Bills... The Bills are proving that if you have patience with a with a young quarterback, that it can pay off. Yes, I was going to say that because I saw a post earlier about that too. Yeah, um, his first season, he didn't start all games. He was almost a perfect zero for touchdown to interception ratio. Last year, the, the interceptions were still high, but this year, he threw forty five touchdown passes. That's not counting the rushing ones. No, and that's not counting what he does on the ground. My well, whole thing... We're split. we're split on that one, Ian. My whole thing is... You could argue that Josh Allen had a better regular season than Patrick Mahomes did. You could. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers is still the MVP. Let's not get that messed up. No. But... The fact that Buddha says Josh Allen is an MVP candidate is probably one of the most dumbest things I've ever heard. No offense, Buddha. Still love you, bro. Um, speaking, and if you knew Buddha. He says a lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> yes, he does. Half of it is true, and half of it is sarcasm. Probably trying to piss Delby off. But Just to piss Delby off. It's our respect. <laughs> it's our respect because it works like eighty percent of the time. All right. Let's go to the other AFC matchup. We'll go AFC then NFC. The number one seed in the entire playoffs, including Green Bay, the can the fourteen and two Kansas City Chiefs host the damn Cleveland Browns of a divisional playoff game because we all had the Browns two wins away from a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, we did. Madden has for the last three years. Facts. They're always in the damn Super Bowl and Madden franchises. Uh, the Browns and the Chiefs, they have also never met in the playoffs, but that's not really hard because the Browns haven't done anything in the playoffs in like 20 years. They've been in the playoffs like twice in my lifetime. Yeah, they've met 24 times. The Chiefs have won 13 of them. Uh, when it comes to this, as good as Cle- Cleveland's key to win this game is simple. Give the ball to Nick Chubb. Give the ball to Kareem Hunt and play keep away. Keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. Um, the Browns do get a boost this week. They are getting their they are getting their fourth overall pick from a few years ago back in Denzel Ward. Was activated. One of the best young corners in the league. He was activated off the COVID. He was activated off the COVID list just a little bit ago. And they should have Kevin Stefanski back on the sideline. Yes, which will help. Um, but. The difference between last week and this week is Ben Roethlisberger and Patrick Mahomes. Travis Talk Ke- about the difference. Travis Kelsey and Eric Ebron. Deontay Johnson and Tyreek Hill. 
I just think Arrowhead and probably the weather, the Chiefs, I just think it's too much for Cleveland. As good as this they've been this year. Um, you know, they've been at their playoff drought. They won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win for Browns fans who have been dealt with just shit over the last 25 years. Uh, but, yeah, this is where it is. Kansas City will advance to their third straight AFC title game. 38-27, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I also have Kansas City 28-10. Woo! I think the Chiefs get out early and just sail to a victory for the second half. Yeah, I could see it. Um, I just think the Browns are too outmatched here. Being an area, I just think there's too much talent across the board on Kansas City. You know as well as I do. We do mocks all the time. Kansas City doesn't need anything. No. Well, a shit. And just to say something about that real quick is there will is when we get near the draft, there will be live mock drafts on this podcast, and God help what we're gonna see with that. But. Every time Carl and I do mock drafts and we get near the end at 32 overall where the Chiefs are always at, we're like, what do they pick? They don't need anything. BPA. It's always BPA for the Kansas City Chiefs. Always. And they never need anything. All right, now let's head to the NFC. I can't wait to hear how many times Tampa Bay and New Orleans have played each other. Just, like, all together. Oh, my Lord. I <laughs> didn't even look at it, but I'm going to look how many actually times they played each other. It's going to be a lot. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will take on the New Orleans Saints for the third time this season. Tampa Bay hoping that they go better than the first two, especially the second one. Yeah. They have met 58 times. Oh, man. The Saints have won 37, while the Bucks wow. have won 21. Uh, that seems kind of, still a little lopsided, considering the Bucks have not been good for like the last 10 years, at least. 10 years? But when it comes to these teams, this is really tough because it's so hard to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I agree, especially when, and I know you're not doing this this for your your bias sake, but Drew Brees in the playoffs is not it's not regular season Drew Brees. Nope. Who's gonna end up second in all of these passing and rushing to records because Tom Brady's gonna play until he's seventy five at this rate. Yeah, I mean Drew Brees in the playoffs just he isn't as good as he is in the regular season. He reminds me a lot well, of Peyton Manning. But they don't got to play the Vikings. That is true. Miles, and yes, they have dominated this series, but Tampa Bay is playing very, very good football right now. People could say, oh, they got exposed by Taylor Heineke. Well, one, they didn't have Devin White. Two, Washington is a lot better than people give them credit for. I mean, I don't want to say that anybody that thought Washington was actually going to win that game with Taylor Heineke is crazy. I mean, they put up a fight, but... Tampa did what they had to do. They didn't have to come out there and score 40 to beat that team, and they knew that. Just like how the Saints... I'll be honest, they didn't look that good against Chicago, but you don't really got to look like goat status to beat the Chicago Bears with Mitchell Trubisky behind center. Yeah. 
Speaking of GOAT status, just looking at highlights over the last few weeks, Tom Brady is making throws that he has not made in the last five years. Yeah. He's moving, he's moving around in the pocket. He's extending plays when he has to, and he's almost 43. Yeah, he, he threw 40 touchdowns this year. Yeah. What? Um, but getting back to the game, uh, it's really hard to beat a team three times in a year. The Saints did it to Carolina back in 2017. Uh, we don't talk about that wildcard game around here. That game pisses me off. That, that game irritates me because if Devin Funches gave one single damn or Kalen Clay would have known how to catch a football or Graham Gano didn't miss a 20-yard chip shot, it was one of the greatest performances, probably the greatest performance of Cam's career, and it was wasted because nobody could catch the damn football. I agree. But when it comes to this game, I think it's going to be very close. I think Tampa's going to come out hot because they're going to be pissed off what happened the second time they met. Yep. With that said... That loss, that loss is what turned this whole season around for Tampa. With that said... I'm picking the Saints. Oh, boy. Uh, somebody clip that. I just want to hear Ian say, I'm picking the Saints over and over and over again. Um, yeah, I think they make a few more plays. I think their defense forces Tampa Bay into a couple turnovers. And I just think Alvin Kamara is going to be too much in the end for this Bucks defense. 28-23 New Orleans. I'm going the other way. I got Tampa 35-27. I would love for that to happen. I know you would. Like, don't get it twisted. I may be picking the Saints to win, but I don't want them anywhere near the Super Bowl. What sucks for me is knowing that whoever wins this game is a divisional rival one one away from a Super Bowl. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we've kind of been into that discussion. Um, I think this is going to be the game of the week, obviously. It's just it's Tom Brady and Drew Brees in the playoffs, and Drew Brees is done after this season. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> to the fourth and final matchup, the L.A. Rams, and who only knows who they're starting at quarterback against me. against the God help you then against the number one seed in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. This is something nuts. These teams have met 95 times. Why? I don't know. But what do you mean? They've met 95 times in history. Did they used to be in the same division? Part of me thinks that. When they were in St. Louis, were they in the same division for a while? I don't know. But they have played 95 times, two postseason games. And the crazy thing is, the Rams have the series lead 47 to 46. Oh, my. With two ties. Wow. Like, it's one of the closest. Like, they've. Like, they haven't played that much, but from, like. I mean, they played every year from. 1988 to 1997, sometimes twice a year. But That's insane. Um, there are two playoff matchups. One was on December 23rd in 1967. 
in what was then known as the Western Conference Championship. The Packers defeated the Rams 28-7. That Packers team would go on to win their second consecutive Super Bowl in Super Bowl II against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then the Kansas City Chiefs, didn't the Chiefs win a Super Bowl like two years after that? Yes, and then they didn't win another one until last year. Yeah, because Super Bowl three was Joe Namath selling his soul. Yes. Oh, also Joe Namath. quarterback in the Hall of Fame at me, please? 2002, they met in the wild card round. Then the St. Louis Rams, also known as the greatest show on turf, stomped the Packers 45-17. The Rams would go on to advance to the Super Bowl. They lost to a young stud named Tom Brady. That sixth-round skinny white kid out of Michigan. Yes. Um, the Rams' key to this game and winning this game are three things. They've got three of them. A, Jared Goff got to play. B, yeah. a, B, it's called Aaron Donald's got to live in Aaron Rodgers' face. And Jalen Ramsey has to take Devontae, has to take Adams completely out of the game. Which he, I don't know if he'll take him completely out of the game, but somebody else other than Devontae Adams is going to have to beat them. Because let's be real right here. Jalen Ramsey has been the best cornerback in the National Football League all season. I mean, he's taken DK Metcalf, who is a twelve hundred yard receiver, and turned him into a and turn and turned him into a high school third string. It's not it's I'm this about Jalen Ramsey since he was at Florida State, but I'm glad everybody else is finally realizing this. Oh, by the way, if you haven't listened to us in a long time, Carl is a diehard Seminole. Go Knowles! God rest your soul, because their program is ass. Hey, okay, 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 Justin Fuente. Hey, I can't talk either, but I'm just saying. We don't talk about Justin Fuente. No, no, we don't. That's not. Um, But yeah, in this game, the key thing is Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. They can be dominant. They have a shot. To me, they don't have a shot regardless. Green Bay is too damn good. Aaron Rodgers is too damn good. I've got Green Bay advancing to their second consecutive NFC Championship game, 30-17 over the LA Rams. I have Green Bay as well, 20-17. Wow, we were 10 points off. Yeah. So. It also is going to depend Always unpredictable. The what? Sorry, you cut off. Oh, uh, it's going to depend about the weather in Green Bay, oh, which is always that too. unpredictable. That too. Um, it's going to be cold. I know that. It always oh, yeah, is. It's going to be freezing. <clears throat> I remember when the 49ers played the Packers in Lambeau the year Carolina was twelve and four in twenty thirteen. It was negative four degrees at kickoff, and the 49ers won that game. Yeah. Yeah, Green Bay. That's why nobody ever wants the Packers to have home field in the playoffs. <laughs> no. Because they have to go to that frigid, cold Lambo. <clears throat> um, so, oh, and forgot to mention, um, as I said, Delby and Buddha's picks will be up on the Instagram page. As far as the standings for Du Bois Podcast playoff predictions after one week, Buddha is in last place at 2-4. and four. 
followed by me at four and two, and then Delby and Carl are tied at the top at five and one apiece. Delby is Killing the it. Delby is the only one of us that picked the Cleveland Browns to win, and Carl is the only one of us that picked the Los Angeles Rams to win. Killing it. Shall be interesting to see how the divisional round shakes up. I know damn well Buddha's not picking the Buffalo Bills, so that is that what needs to be said. That's kind of it for the matchups. Uh, Carl's AFC Championship game would be Kansas City and Buffalo, Buffalo at Kansas City. Mine is Baltimore at Kansas City. It's the NFC Championship game. I've got the New Orleans Saints traveling to Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. Carl has Tampa in Green Bay. The Battle of the Bays. Tampa at Green. Tampa at Green. <laughs> Tampa. What kind of color is that? Tampa. Uh, did have some news over the last week. The Eagles fired Doug Peterson. It had to be done. It had to be done. I'm sure Delby will have his own thoughts whenever he gets back on the podcast, and I'll leave that up, and I'll leave most of that discussion up to him. But Oh, and, and, the Cowboys looked at what the Falcons have done oh, over yeah. the last three years. And said, let's and hire like, that guy. Hey, I'm going to hire Dan Quinn to be my defensive coordinator. After we have the 30th ranked defense in the league to begin with. Yeah. I mean, hey, he can't be any worse than Mike Nolan. This is very true. If they're getting, like, the early Atlanta Dan Quinn, that defense is going to be stout next year. It is. Like I said, the Cowboys' success depends on one thing and one thing only, and that is the health of Rain Dakota Prescott, as Buddha likes to call him. Yeah, I do agree, 100%. They only go as far as Dax can take them. Exactly. Um, also, we're going to talk about the fact that Doug Peterson wanted to move on with Jalen Hurts, but now Jeffrey Lurie, their owner, isn't too sure. What is going on up there? I don't know. Uh, apparently the story is is that Doug Peterson wanted to promote a lot of in-house guys to be his coordinators and to be substantial parts of his coaching staff. And Jeffrey Lurie was having none of that. And I was like, well, then you're going to have to go. It's a mess up in Philadelphia right now with the Eagles. I mean, and I know at one point in time there was even a discussion of the Eagles trading Doug Peterson to the Jets. Yeah, it, I don't even know if you can trade head coaches in the NFL. I mean, I'm sure they can figure it out. Doug Peterson is probably going to be end up in new head coach of the New York Jets. I am. And apparently, Robert Sala interviewed with the Jets again today and left the facility with no contract. So Now he's going to Philadelphia for an yeah. interview. <laughs> oh, also, we're going to talk about the fact that I don't know who's going to who's gonna do more interviews, the Jets for their head coach opening or the Panthers for their GM opening? I'm telling you, Ian, I'm waiting for my phone to ring. I'm telling you. <laughs> no, Carolina's interviewing everybody. I mean, I'll give him a shot. I mean, hey, you can't do any worse than Marty Herney. That ain't possible. I mean, you did have Dave Gettleman once. Yeah, well, here's the thing with Dave. He was a great drafter. He always has been, but he doesn't know how to keep people around or pay anybody. That's correct. Um, Alabama won the national championship Monday night in dominant fashion. Be- as, as we talked about the other day, there's... 
there is nothing for Ohio State to be ashamed of. They just got beat by a better team. Yeah. Oh, also, we're going to talk about how the fact that Alabama, uh, sorry, Ohio State's defensive coordinator went, let's leave Devontae Smith wide open on every play. He can only beat us, but so bad. Yeah. He only played a half because he got hurt and had over 250 yards receiving and three touchdowns on like 12 catches. Yeah. Let me tell y'all, the amount that Delby wants Devontae Smith drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles at 6th overall in April is real. Oh, it's real thick. Like, and then, I mean, and then of course, and then of course, I mean, we'll get into all that when we start doing draft talk after the Super Bowl, but it'd be a good fit for them. They need a weapon. Yes, they do. But, yeah, Alabama – oh, Mac Jones, Mr. I'm going to throw nine incompletions, throw for almost 500 yards and five touchdowns. First rounder. Yep. Oh, speaking of first rounders, Christian Barmore made himself a mid-first round pick with that performance. Yes, he did, 100%. Um, as far as on the Ohio State kind of things, the defense, they just got ragdolled by, in my opinion, the best offense in the history of college football. As far as on the offensive side of things, Trey Sermon went out early, and they were pretty much done from there. Uh, yeah. Wasn't a great day for Justin Fields. Chris Olave was put on lockdown by uh, on lockdown by Patrick Sertain. There was just really nothing Ryan Day or Ohio State could do. They were outmatched from the from the <clears throat> jump. Yeah, there wasn't. I don't think even given the perfect situation that Ohio State was going to win this game. Mm-mm. We were too much. And then, and then you got Jalen Waddle, who could barely walk, but he's still on the he's still on the field catching passes, cutting it out for his team. There were a lot of NFL players that were tweeting at Alabama to take him out of the game for his own good. Jalen Ramsey, uh, Colts linebacker Darius Leonard. I think there were a few others. In there. there was quite a few others. But I really don't think he was hurt. I think he was, he was just stiff for not playing since October. Yeah. But uh, Alabama was the best team all year long. They're the 2020-2021 national champions. It is pretty much that simple. Um, hopefully next year is somewhat more of a normal season when we can have a team playing more than seven games in a national championship. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the college football world, it's draft prep. And everything kind of revolves. Because we all know Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall to Jacksonville. Yep. Anything after that is up in the air. Who knows? Correct me if I'm wrong. The NFL honors is the day before the Super Bowl, correct? I believe so, yes. And we all kind of agree on most of them in terms of the awards. MVP yes. we agree on, Offensive Player of the Year. Derek Henry. Defensive Player of the Year. TJ Watt. Comeback Player of the Year, obviously. It's obviously Alex Smith, and if anybody has any other option, they're wrong. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year is where it kind of gets debatable. But I think it's Herbert just because he plays the quarterback position. But I could see where somebody would say Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm going to say Justin Herbert as well. 
Sorry, Jordan. Um, and the defensive rookie of the year is going to be Chase Young. Chase Young. He's a 100%. Uh, coach of the year. Kevin Stepanski. Yep. Be my pick, too. And breakout star of the year. I saw this on a NFL Fox post earlier, and I agree with their pick. James Robinson, running back Jacksonville Jaguars. I absolutely agree. Because he was – I think he was undrafted, wasn't he? Or was he a draft yep. pick? Undrafted. It's crazy. Running backs are expendable. Coming from me, who we paid a running back – well, not this year, but $16 million to play three games. What a payday. Got it. <clears throat> but hey, it could be worse. We could be the New York Jets. And while they only have the number two overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars are a way better team. I do agree. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars have weapons. <clears throat> the New York Jets do not. They've got nothing. Super Bowl was in... Where is Super Bowl this year? No. Tampa, right? Yes. My... I think it's in Tampa Bay. I feel like... Yeah, I think it's in Tampa. I remember talk at the beginning of the year about Brady uh, leading... Tampa to ho- to be the first home team to host the Super Bowl that they're actually playing at. Yes, Sunday, February 7th, Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida. Nice. Super Bowl 55. Halftime show by the weekend. Yay. And it looks like the announcers for the Super Bowl is going to be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Yes. No, oh, thank God. No Buck and Aikman. That's all I need to hear. Sucking Aspen. No way. Well, I mean, that is Troy Aikman. He's one of the most overrated quarterbacks of all time. Yep. Joe Suck and Troy Aspen. Joe Suck and Troy Aspen. I love it. All right. Uh, before we go off, Carl, who was the NFC Playoff Performer of the Week? Oh, NFC. I was not prepared for this. Nope. That was um, the entire point. <laughs> Um, hold on, let me see. Um, I'm trying to run through the games in my head. Um, is it? It's a, it's a pretty tough question. It really is. Uh, let me see. Go back through the games here. Yeah, let me go to my notes. We are very. We're, um, of course, very aggressively looking here. We really, we really are. Is it Drew Brees, maybe? Could be. Mine, personally, is the guy on a team that didn't even win, and that's Taylor Heineke. Oh, I definitely agree. With the Washington football team. Man was exceptional. Until he got hurt. Trying. And until he got hurt. Yeah. 
AFC Playoff Performer of the Week. Is it the um, is it the whole Browns team? <laughs> it might very well be the whole Browns team. But if I had to pick one specific player, Kareem Hunt, maybe. And if I pick one specific player, I'm picking Lamar. Yeah, or Stephon Diggs, to be fair. Yeah. Even though the Bills should not have won that game at all. I'm aware. Colts beat themselves. Although, Jonathan Taylor is legit. He's that dude. Colts have a very bright future if they can get a quarterback, because Phillip Rivers ain't it. No. He's an ass cheat, and that Please should retire. retire. <laughs> Please retire. But we had a pretty short one for you today. There really wasn't that much to break down. We went in the four games. We went off topic, you know, like we do every single week. Imagine um, if we came into this with no structure whatsoever. Thank God we have at least some structure. Yeah, exactly. We just be here for like ever. My little thing is next week will be the division. Will be championship Sunday. And then the biggest podcast of the year will be in a couple of weeks when we will break down the Super Bowl. Oh, also, and if you happen to know this about any of us, nobody cares about the Pro Bowl here at the Boys Podcast. No. Why is it still a thing is what no. I want to know. All pro first, second, third teams. The only thing that matters. All I care about. I do not care about the damn Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl don't mean a damn thing. No. Because I love when people try to use Pro Bowl stats in terms of if someone should be get elected into the Hall of Fame. All that it's needs almost to be, as bad as the NFL Top 100 list. Uh, all that needs to be said is Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowler in 2017. 2018, excuse me. Yeah. Mitchell Trubisky was a Pro Bowler. That's all that needs to be said. And that NFL Top 100 list, I only pay intention, attention to it every year just so I could shit on it. Exactly. Because it's so bad. It makes no sense. But that's going to do it for the Boys Podcast episode 24. Probably our shortest episode of the entire podcast. Man, we've been, we've been doing this since June. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're seven months now of doing this where, podcast. Where did my life go? But I hope y'all enjoy the games this weekend, and we will see y'all next week, hopefully back in full strength, as we'll break down Championship Sunday. But that's going to do it. That's Carl. This is Big E. We will see y'all next time. The boys out.